This is Amy, the Senior Group Fitness Instructor at the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. Are you looking for a spark of inspiration to bring to your next class? Find us at IndoorCycleInstructor.com. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. I'm John McGowan, your host, and as always, I'm very thankful that you're listening. Question for you. Have you ever considered going on a cycling vacation? Now, Amy and I have talked about it for years, you know, how much fun it would be to ship the bus, which is what we call our tandem, you know, off to some exotic location and spend the week riding together. Now, maybe just the two of us or maybe as part of a group. Now, you may be aware that Amy and I travel to the Caribbean every year, typically Mexico or Jamaica as part of a working fitness vacation. We go as group fitness instructors and provide classes, exchange our services as an instructor for our stay at the uh, resort. Wonderful thing. And if you have, if that's new to you or you need more information about it, just Google working fitness vacation. And we've got a little site, bunch of videos and articles that kind of talk you through the whole process, plus the information you need to get started. Now, as we are thinking and talking together as, you know, what what could we do to potentially maybe go to Europe, you know, ride, you know, like you see on the Tour de France or the Giro d'Italia, some of those places, you know, what would it take to come up with a program that was similar where an instructor, in this case, an indoor cycling instructor, could provide some service in exchange for either a substantial discount or in exchange for a cycling vacation. And I'm one of those people that as soon as I get something in my head, I'm constantly trying to figure out a way to solve it. So over the last couple of years, I've talked to you know multiple cycling touring companies. And up until now, I haven't been really successful with them. But what kind of kicked this over the edge was if you go to indoorcycleinstructor.com, there's a video on the right-hand side that says Tom and Gene in Spain. And it's a fun little video that Gene Nacy and Tom Scotto made while they were, they were half vacationing, half filming some rides in Spain. It looked very fun. And, and I couldn't watch that video without thinking, hey, 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 I know those guys. I should be sitting there having a gelato with them. So I asked Gene to get me in touch with the principals at Ciclismo Classico, which is the company that he travels with. He's traveled with them frequently and has nothing but just wonderful things to say about them. And I talked with them with the intent of exploring some kind of an instructor program. And as we talked it through, you know, we realized that, you know, essentially what we're trying to do is, is that an instructor would recruit friends either cyclists that they know, ride with, or potentially participants in their class, put them together as a group, and then go on a cycling vacation, preferably someplace in Europe. Sounds good, except for, you know, the next question you typically get is, okay, well, how am I going to do this? So we realized that we would have to develop training materials, sales brochures, to help you be successful in recruiting the group. We'd have to have the proper incentives for you. 
But as we explored it, we realized that, well, this could be the perfect opportunity to create a training program. You know, here we have a goal, maybe a trip in April. We could train for it all winter long as a group, and it would be just one of these hugely uh, valuable community building things. And not to mention helping you fill your class or bring new members to your cycling studio. But again, how are we going to do that? So the idea is that first we need to understand, is this something that would be real? Was this something that you potentially would want to participate in? And then if so, you know, what resources would be necessary? Because what we would look to do is create those for you, try to create a kind of a turnkey package that would help you to be successful from starting to talk about it to maybe landing in Italy someplace, heading off on your cycling vacation. So I've got an interview that follows this with Davide Marcagiano. And Davide is the Italian representative for Ciclismo. And uh, forgive, we actually recorded this twice. We had some real difficulty with our Skype connection. So the audio isn't quite up to the standards I would prefer. But I think you'll very much enjoy hearing Davide as we kind of discuss how this could work and, you know, kind of what this would be. And then once you've had a chance to listen to it, I would ask that you go to IndoorCycleInstructor.com forward slash bike tour, one word, B-I-K-E-T-O-U-R. There, there's a link to a survey. Uh, We're going to be actually collecting email addresses uh, of those who are interested. We're not going to try to sell you anything. Um, It's only to communicate with those who expressed interest in knowing more. Uh, We have no guarantees. We have no understanding if this is real, but before we do a bunch of work, we'd like to know that that you would have some interest. So please enjoy this interview, and then I would encourage you to uh, fill out the survey. Uh, we're going to hopefully run it probably till the 1st of August, and once we have some feedback, we'll be able to make some decisions about what we do from there. Okay, everybody, joining me from Italy is Davide Maccagiano. Did I say that right, Davide? Yes. <laughs> What's the weather like in Italy today? Oh, it's really good. I think summer finally kicked in. We had a very rainy, and usually rainy, spring in my town. Not elsewhere in Italy, but now it's really good. You recently had a group travel with you, with Ciclismo Classical, and it was comprised of a spinning instructor and some of her students. Can you tell me about that? Yes, it was not the first time that they came, actually. They started uh, their first Ciclismo trip in 2007. And they came as a group of students, of a spinning instructor, and they really had a great time. And I was the tour leader on that trip. And it it was really amazing because not only uh, the fact that they knew each other already, made it more fun and enjoyable, but each one of them uh, accomplished, you know, his or her own goal uh, throughout the trip because they were of different athletic levels, and, but each one of them was able to left the trip uh, at a higher level with a, with a higher accomplishment than they, they started. For some, it was... Uh, you know, completing a longer ride than they had ever done before. Some were, you know, a 
challenging hill and in each of them because they were with their own instructor who also uh, served as a coach along with the tour leaders uh, was able to get the best out of their trip. Excellent. And my, and my understanding is that they, that they, did, they worked together as kind of a group before they came each time. Yes, it's correct, because they plan the trip in advance, and knowing the terrain they would uh, ride on during the trip, they could tweak their indoor cycling classes to get the proper training they need for the trip. Yeah. Oh, exactly. All right. So now, then the reason we're talking is because you're a representative with Ciclismo Classico, which is a award-winning bicycle touring company in Europe, but your your main focus is Italy. Is is that correct, or are you just pretty much everywhere? We our specialty is uh, Italy. Is the the gourmet dish we're known for, and we also offer other destinations in Europe and beyond. But our we were born as a company in Italy. The name says it all. It's Ciclismo Classico, an Italian name for a Boston-based company. Exactly. So, and, and how long have uh, Ciclismo been conducting tours in Europe? Since 1989. Okay, so you're very well established at that point. And what's your role there? I'm the director of operations for Ciclismo in Europe, and I oversee the tour leaders team training and recruiting, and I also coordinate the research and development. What, you know, if there is such a person, what does the typical participant on one of your cycling vacations look like? You know, age, fitness level? I have to say that the range is really broad, because we have all the range from, uh, we had professionals coming on tour as a vacation in a time when they were not racing, all the range across to, you know, 80 years old uh, people who want to enjoy their biking vacation at a slow pace with lots of stops, taking pictures at every corner and using the bike as a, a, a way to get deeper into the landscape and the culture. You know, what kind of prompted this was uh, Tom Scott or Gene Nacy with Cycling Fusion were there. Actually, they were in Spain, but I believe, but you were coordinating their tour. And I, I watched this video, and I, you know, I'm watching these videos in my indoor cycling classes, and all I can think of is I want to go there and to try to find a way to, you know, what we're trying to do is get an understanding of instructors that if this makes sense to try to develop a program that we can help them recruit, you know, a group of riders as fr from friends or within their class, train them all winter and then find a way to economically get them to Italy or France or some other location in order to enjoy a cycling vacation. And so we started having some conversations here in the U.S. and then they got me in touch with you because you're the expert on this. How does a typical, for those you know that have never been, I've never been on one, so I need to know, what does a typical week look like if you're going to take a, you know, a seven-day cycling vacation? What does that look like you know, day by day? The menu will include uh, staying at 
nice hotels that are run by uh, families usually. So they really welcome our guests and that's a part of the experience, being welcomed not only as a customer but as a guest. And starting with a great breakfast, uh, going over the route of the day and then enjoying the road uh, with uh, uh, some cafe, espresso every now and then. Just to keep you going, just to keep you getting going, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. You need to fuel you know, somehow, <laughs> and that could be. And the good thing about us human beings is that we, we're not limited to gasoline like cars. We can be fueled with espresso, gelato, pasta, pizza. So not bad after all. No. The way we function. <laughs> it's all good. And it's good. And you, you can stop as many times as you want because we have, you know, uh, bars in Italy. Uh, bars, the espresso place, uh, gelateria for gelato, uh, lunch options. Or you can push it a little harder if you want a little challenge with your uh, riding pulse and maybe... Uh, ride a stretch of the road at a faster pace and get some specific training out of it. So one day could be you know training on climbs so we focus on uh, completing the climb at a good pace and focusing on the technique. Then there will be some cultural uh, aspects of the trip, visiting a winemaker and since we are there, we need to sample some of his wines. Of course. And how can we not do that? Uh, olive oil uh, producers, so a bruschetta, uh, toasted bread with a little garlic, some tomato and olive oil on top is also uh, something that can fuel our riding day. And then at dinner, uh, it the rewarding and celebrating time of the day. Sit down, enjoy a good meal, and you relive the moments of the day, teasing each other for the episodes of the day and so forth. That's what it's really about. It's, it's, it's the whole community group experience, what you're doing. Yes, it's a, it's a group vacation, and that's why I feel it's nice to meet people, new people that you didn't know before, but probably it's even better if you know the people that you're traveling with, they are your uh, cycling pals back home or friends, uh, and you come as a group to, to Italy, and not only because you enjoy your time on tour better, but the additional value is what happens before and after the trip. Because you still see the same group of people and you keep sharing memories, pictures, and maybe planning the next trip. Oh, I, I know exactly for, of what you speak. I have buddies that I meet that I used to race with years ago. We still talk about the race. <laughs> right. And, and it might be also a goal for the, another training time of the year, like train for a more challenging trip or a longer one or just another one, uh, 
and see how the training worked during the trip. So you might decide to change something or set yourself different goals. So training-wise also is a, is a good addition to your training program for the year. Having a goal, at least for me, and I'm guessing for most people, that is, is actually more of a reward, I think is probably going to be the most motivating thing that I can experience for my training personally. The idea here is that we would create a group goal, meaning you know, there's a group of us going to Italy in the spring, and we need to be prepared for it physically. And as an instructor, it would open up an enormous opportunities for you to you know, kind of build a community of these people. And maybe some of them would be training with you that actually can't take the trip. But the idea is that you create a, a long-term objective rather than the typical... Well, I'm just going to show up somebody's spin class tomorrow, you know, to bring some purpose to it. In the early discussions I've had with a couple of other studio owners and instructors, you know, the perception is that this could be helpful as far as um, increasing class numbers and at the same time, you know, increasing the utilization of your club um, by instructors because you've got or by students because you've got something cool wrapped around it. One question that was raised here recently is that with a couple of instructors I talked to, they said, well, okay, so am I going to be like the tour guide when we get there? You know, the instructors, you know, they'd say, okay, well, I would be excited to help train these people, but when I get there, I'd like to have a vacation as well. Davide, how do you address, you know, the the logistics, the personnel ish, issues as far as uh, running uh, the vacation or the tour once everybody's there? We have uh, two tour leaders for each group. We have a van, so one of them uh, drives in the van and sweeps the route back and forth, carries the luggage, uh, stops at regroups, giving out snacks, uh, water, juices. So make sure that you never run out of fuel, that the music is always on at regroup stops. And the other two leader rides with the group, uh, pointing out turns and riding side by side to guess, uh, to uh, give, some, give them some uh, riding tips, how to uh, use the shifters better, work on their cadence, position, uh, fine-tuning their position on their uh, rental bike and everything. So the instructor coming on the trip can enjoy the vacation because everything is taken care of. And yet at the same time, he or she can seize the opportunities to provide some coaching to their students because the logistics uh, is taken care of. They are free to pick who to ride with for half an hour, one hour, and uh, give them some coaching or maybe some other times in the day they might rather have a couple of hours on their own and just enjoy their riding. Exactly. I love how you said that, how they can seize the opportunity, but it's not mandatory. So, so depending on the instructor's personality, they can either blend into the group or you know, take a, a leadership position at, at some level. And I, knowing instructors, I'm guessing most of them will want to take that leadership position. 
Another question that that I had was, you know, you're going to go with a group, and even though you're all training together, there's still going to be some disparity in fitness levels. And you and I had talked earlier about not overcommitting to the trip. We the survey that I'm going to that's that's going to be available lists the different levels, and it was your recommendation that we don't think we're all hammerheads and we're going to climb for hours every day where we really set up for a trip that's a little closer to at least everyone's level. But then you were saying that there's plenty of options to add additional mileage, add additional intensity. Can you explain how that all would work? This is a vacation in the end. So it should be enjoyed by all the members of the group. And if it's, as you said, if it's a little too much for some, maybe they will not be able to enjoy it fully. So it's better to make sure that the route uh, that the group chooses uh, is manageable by everyone. And then if you have a look at a map of Italy, you will see that we do have hills, some hills here and there. So there will be always options for the stronger ones to put in more miles and more climbs. As a matter of fact, on most of the days of tour, we offer a main route. Uh, from point to point and an additional loop that takes off from the main loop midday or towards the end of the day, uh, adding miles and usually one or two climbs uh, that uh, is optional. So some can choose on doing it, some can choose to go ahead and relax at the hotel or take a, or take a stroll in the village or town where you stay in. And the others can ride the additional miles with one or two of the guides and join the rest of the group at dinner. And then everybody's happy. Yes, and you want to leave some energy to go through the whole dinner, which is also quite a bit of a journey. Oh, <laughs> exactly. Now, now, are these dinners those that they end at like 10 or 11 o'clock at night? Is that is that what I'm hearing? We, you know, we, we have... Usually, uh, owners of restaurants are proud to, you know, offer uh, their their dishes because they it's part of their culture and life to cook for guests. So they they really like to offer you the best they they have. Uh, this being said, guests are free to to skip and to to pace themselves throughout the dinner and to go to bed earlier if they wish like having more rest or they can stay late and maybe after dinner enjoy uh, an additional grappa or gelato uh, all very good options hmm. it sounds wonderful it sounds wonderful okay so now let me ask you that you know what are concerns uh, when people are considering a trip, what, what concerns do you hear regularly that, that you can address right now? Probably the number one is the difficulty of the trip. And people, uh, because they don't know Italy, how the climbs are here, how the roads are, uh, they, it may not be easy to figure out and therefore training for the trip. And in this respect, coming with your 
indoor cycling coach helps a lot because he or she can be the link uh, between what you're going to do on tour and your training program. They can talk to me or to the guides uh, with their uh, knowledge on training and riding. They can understand the difficulties of the terrain you'll encounter and they can uh, they, they'll be in charge of making sure that gas training is appropriate. So I think that number one concern of a guest coming on trip is addressed by this project of coming with your coach, of a spinning instructor that brings a group of students on education. All right. And as part of this program, as we see it kind of unfolding, is that we're going to be providing instructors training that's uh, from a, a programming perspective, a multi-week, multi, actually multi-month training that they can apply in their classes to try to make it more of a turnkey program in, in order to have everybody fit and ready to head off to Italy. You made the comment about rental bikes, Davide, and I know for a lot of people, you know, their bike is their pride and joy and they would want to bring it, but that isn't necessary, is it? It's not. As many things on the trip it's an option so uh, people are welcome to bring their own bikes if they wish so uh, or they can use one of our Bianchi bikes Bianchi you know are the bike that Fausto Coppi and Gianni Bugno used in their racing careers we have aluminum bikes with carbon forks uh, triple crank set up front Campagnolo components uh, they are bikes that we hand build, picking each and every component to make sure that they're suited for the use with the guests use on tour. So they are comfortable, responsive enough, yet cushioning the bumps of the road because you're not taking a two-hour training ride. You are staying on the bike the whole day long. So uh, the, the responsiveness has to compromise with comfort, yeah. I think they, they get the job done. Okay, and so that's something that you provide as part of the tour. My understanding is that you know one of the very first things that uh, participants or riders are going to do when they get there is that you're going to get them set up properly on their bikes. Yes, that's what happens. We encourage guests to bring their own pedals and seat because that's something uh, if, if you bring the seat that you're used to it will make a difference and the pedals because they are compatible with your shoes so we uh, assemble the pedals and the seat on the bike and we have bikes with adjustable stamps we have stamps of different lengths and same goes for seat posts so we can really fine-tune the position uh, of the bike to perfectly fit the guest. And that's the initial position that we start with. And then throughout the first day or two, there might be further adjustments as people uh, de-jet lag, they relax, relax their muscles, and they may want to raise the seat a little bit. So it's an ongoing process for the first day to make sure that people can really enjoy the vacation without having to worry about any problem 
with the bike fitting. All right, and the, and your guides are are literally professionals. Yeah, they are professional tour leaders. They they some of them led more than one hundred trips, so that's quite a bit of experience. All right, and they're and they're fully capable of proper setup and. And, uh, yes. okay. Well, you know, oh, now I thought of, I, there was something else I was going to ask you or wanted to talk about is that we've discussed, you know, there's really kind of two ways that you can structure one of these tours. One being as a cycling vacation and the second being more like a cycling camp. I guess we're going to be curious to know from the instructors that take the survey. That's one of the questions is whether one is preferred over the other. D- describe how you would, or, or des- please describe what you would see uh, the differences between a cycling camp and a cycling vacation. The main difference is the the goal of the trip, of the experience, because the ingredients will still be there, uh, the cultural aspects, the coaching part will be there in either case. But the blend will be different. So on a cycling camp, the focus is more on training and riding. So uh, we may choose on staying at one or two hotels only, so we don't have to move each day. And then some of the post-ride meetings could be about uh, training, uh, eating for a ride or for a race, some history of racing and cycling and fitting and so forth. Uh, there might still be some cultural uh, aspects on the trip, but the focus is on riding and training. Uh, whereas a vacation uh, is structured more as a journey, uh, change location each day, so we see a broader area we uh, take a more relaxed pace maybe uh, and we have uh, more wine tasting a visit to an olive oil producer so the blend of culture uh, the culture plays a, a bigger role than on the other type of Okay, and when that goes to another question that we're curious about is that you know you have options you know to do a like a four star you know very lavish vacation, but on the other hand, you, you have options for you know more standardized hotels, less frills, but more cycling, and, and I guess that would kind of lean more toward the campsite. Can you describe what the difference there would be? Yes. The level of hotels can be chosen uh, in advance, and we will tailor the trip uh, according to the choice. Uh, so that usually camps, as you said, stay at um, more simple hotels. Uh, maybe, again, we only use a couple of them throughout the whole trip. Uh, or people can choose on... Very nice hotels in towns that will also be a part of the enjoyment of the vacation. Uh, We have both options in most regions in Italy. So 
just a matter of choosing. Well, Davide, what else, or, or is there anything else that I've forgotten to ask you that you should, you feel like you want to share? Maybe as questions will come in from the instructors, we can have a second episode. Oh, absolutely. Ask those questions. Oh, absolutely. Right. I'm, I'm actually not, but next time I'm going to fly out there so I can record this live with you so we don't have to fight with the our Skype internet connection. <laughs> <laughs> right, and, and we'll do it with a portable recorder, so we'll record while running. Exactly. You've got it, because I'm already there as I'm listening to you talk. I'm thinking, I need to go. Okay, instructors, here is your mission, should you choose to accept it, and that is, let us know what you think. Uh, we have an, a survey. It's, it's not... It's not short, but it's not super long either. About, you know, A, is this even something possible? And B, if you're starting to think, well, maybe it could be, you know, what would the trip look like? And so the survey is going to be available on this post. I believe it's going to be podcast number 161. Also, you can find it at indoorcycleinstructor.com forward slash bike tour. That's one word, bike tour. I'll try to have a little graphic on the sidebar. But once we have an understanding uh, from you, whether or not this even makes sense for us to pursue it, then we're going to be communicating with everybody. As part of the survey, we're asking that you give us your name and email address. Um, We're not going to try to sell you anything. The the only purpose for that additional list will be to communicate the details of this as we go forward. And there's going to be plenty of places on the survey for you to write in your suggestions, uh, your concerns, your ideas. And we're just very excited to uh, get your input and see if this is something that is real. Because I'm already talking to people about going next spring in my class. So, Davide, thank you. Uh, Thank you for your time for doing this a second time, actually. And uh, it is my hope and prayer that at some point I get to Italy so I can meet you for real. I look forward to that. And uh, vi aspetto tutti per pedalare in Italia. I look forward having you all here and ride together in Italy. All right, Davide, enjoy your day. I appreciate it. Grazie, John. Hi, Amy McGowan here. In my role as the official hostess of the Indoor Cycle Instructor Pro Conference, I'm inviting you to join us in Boston on September 30th, October 1st and 2nd. This year, we're bringing you the power of Indoor Cycling 2.0 with Kaiser and Free Motion Indoor Cycles with Power, initial and advanced pre-con certifications, plus over 40 informative and entertaining sessions for instructors and studio owners. I'm really excited about our kickoff ride Friday night, featuring live music thanks to Cycling Fusion. Last year was an absolute blast, and this year promises to be even better. Participants last year asked us not to let the conference get too big or too impersonal, so we're capping registration at 200. Register today at indoorcycleinstructor.com forward slash conference. I'm so looking forward to seeing you all this fall.